Welcome back to Wild Game Dynasty, folks. This is episode 128. Thanks for dialing in. There's a lot of things that are tugging at us each and every day to take up our time. And hey, I appreciate you actually uh, making a uh, decision to say hi to us on the podcast airways and listening to uh, a message of uh, uh, probably hunting and fishing, as you know. So anyways, hey, we have a great guest today. His name is Bob Weller. And Bob came to us uh, this past September with him and a buddy of his uh, came to bear camp. And, uh, well, hey, instead of me rambling on, as I usually do, for those that you know me, right, hey, um, let's dial in right right, right into uh, podcast episode number 128 with Bob Weller. Bob Weller, this is Gary Morgan calling. Hey, Gary, how you doing tonight? Good, not too bad. It's uh, one of those evenings where, well, a little bit of snow was melting even, even I was... It was approaching dusk, but uh, it was kind of a bittersweet thing. I I like the warmer temps, but this time of year, doggone, I kind of like those cooler temps for a lot of the reasons. Uh, trapping season's kicking into high gear for me anyways, and, and all that cold weather, man, I want to see that. So what's going on in your neck of the woods? We haven't had any snow down here since November 1st, and we got that little dusting, but uh, yeah, it's just been uh, looking at gray and brown it's kind of depressing it'd be nice to have a little snow and brighten it up like you say it's yeah if it's uh if it's gonna be cold i'd love to see the snow otherwise why let's just be spring and we'll yeah turkeys yeah i was gonna say it's too early for the mud season yeah absolutely way well, hey, the last time we uh were together we were here at the camp in atlanta you uh tagged along i i say that in a in a endearing way but it was your good friend, Annie, that came up uh, bear hunting. Hey, as luck would have it, he got a bear. He shot a bear. But uh, we changed him to a to a spot that really only accommodated that one person. But uh, gee whiz, talk about seeing some bear. I mean, in, inside of that short hunting span, I mean, you guys seen what? I don't know, two, three, four bear? Because we swapped you out. He had a bear come into his first spot. Then it kind of went ice cold for a little bit, so we wanted to you know, capture the moment, you know, we only had a short time to approach this whole thing. So, and, yeah, uh, and you had it on video, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't even sure how many bear uh, we saw that first night until we came back and reviewed the film I shot that night. Yeah. Uh, there were three. I think you're right. That first night. And then, like you say, it just kind of went cold on him. And, um, fortunately, uh, he was able to swap out that last night and try a different spot little kind of like you say bittersweet you know it's good for him he got a got a chance to get in on a bear just the spot didn't work out for both of us to be there so he had to self-film but uh, fortunately yeah. he has a gopro with him so we got some footage yeah absolutely it, it gee whiz i mean we were in and out of there it was just one of those deals where he put a heck of a shot on a bear because it dropped it right there which was a you know neat as heck what a blessing you know yeah. there's no track job so it's a kudos to him. It just so happened, I mean, we were out of there. It wasn't too much right after dark even. Then a buddy of mine had borrowed my jet sled and the whole, you know, kind of thing is I called John up. And, of course, we all know John now. And, yeah, I'll meet you down there and give you a hand. And he'd come down there. And whether we needed a hand or not, he was such a gentleman. And it was a, just a positivity going on. It worked out well. And as it turned out, my camp went from uh, positive three or four to zero. 
And then I was heading to the UP, and then it just was, you know, one of those Chinese fire drills, that, if I can say that word now anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you seemed like you were doing that all week. Oh. <laughs> Didn't you have to make a, you had to make a grocery run that week up north? and. Uh, yeah. That... And then there was the, the issue with the brakes on your truck. Oh, yes. Gee whiz, remind me all that. Thanks. <laughs> Quite the whirlwind of the week. Yeah. Well, my... My buddy who was helping guide up in the UP, his brakes, uh, and then I was making fun of him because, you know, he had a caliper that froze up on him and chewed chewed one side of his brake up. And, of course, then because I made fun of him, mine did the same thing. That's right. Yeah. Then I was without a vehicle for like a day and a half. But as it happens, you know, in, in the bear hunting world or in the hunting world, us hunters, not to say we go over hill and dale for each other, but we kind of do in a lot of ways, so... You know, one of the gentlemen in camp said, Gary, if you need to borrow a truck, borrow mine. You know, if it came down to it, he was he was serious about it, and I would have. But I got away with it and uh, not having to. But like you say, I had to run up to the UP. Most people say, oh, how far was that? Really, it's under two hours from where I'm at. So it's like the one guy says, Gary, I think we'll do without you for a couple hours. It's not a big deal. Just get out of here. But it worked out. And again... Your buddy, he shot a shot a nice bear, put a nice shot on a nice bear, and and that was a uh, positive happy ending. So, that, but you and I talked about a few different things because, as I recall, I would get up in the morning and either find you already up most of the time, or if I was up for a few minutes, uh, you had already uh, probably were making your way. One of us was fighting the other to get to the coffee maker to get it going. Yeah, I was gonna say it was it was either a race to get to the coffee maker to get it going or. Uh... To get the first cup, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely. So I think we appreciated our our collective efforts because it worked out, and then we'd wait for the other two stragglers, which they weren't too far behind. Think about a different, uh, you know, whatever. But everybody gets along because we're there for really one reason. That's uh, in our quest to put a tag on a bear. So, you know, if you boil it yeah. down to the last two grains of salt in that kettle, that's really what it boils down to is, you know, we're leaving our other you know, other likes and dislikes aside and not bringing them to camp because they are meaningless at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it really was a good camp, you know, uh, I guess that's always in the back of my mind. You know, you, you never know who you're going to meet, you know, when you do something like this. And, yeah. Uh, it was nice to have, you know, people in camp, but like I say, everybody got along great and, um, obviously had like interest, you know, um, there to hunt bear. And, uh, yeah, just, it was a nice atmosphere during the day, especially being, you know, you weren't going to hunt during the morning. So, uh, there wasn't much else to do, but sit around and <laughs> shoot the breeze. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great way to kind of catch up with what's kind of going on out there and, and, uh, share a few stories about maybe our unusual encounters out in the, out of doors and, it's fun to hear somebody's rendition of that, and it comes to find out, as we all know, we come from different walks and different perspectives, but we have an awful lot in common. But you know, one thing that really spurred my interest is uh, with the approach of video in the out of doors as far as online, there's a huge interest in that. And when you and Andy were in that one spot, that first spot, I caught that one bear at the bait, and, um, you know, it wasn't the biggest bear on planet Earth. It wasn't an itty-bitty one, but it really didn't give you 
a lot of opportunity to make that perfect shot. So between that and you saw a couple of larger bear, but the big thing of it was in the end, because Andy says, ah, it's not, you know, I'm not going to take this shot. And uh, I respect that because in his heart, that's how he felt. You know, he didn't regret it. I don't think he did. I don't know. But uh, you got to kind of run with what the, the decision is at the time. But you collected all that all on video, and that was pretty impressive. And I still have it on my computer desktop, and I've looked at it a few times, and it's kind of neat to look back on that. But you have an interest in that. You have some skill set significant. <laughs> Anything above mine is not a huge compliment, but... Obviously, you got a uh, yeah, you got a skill set though that would accommodate uh, your desire to put together some video, and you have pretty impressive. Yeah, you know I, I've kind of dabbled in video for a long time. Um, my daughter was born in 2004. Uh, I say that she'll be 20 years old this spring. It's crazy to think how fast time goes by. But uh, when she was born, I decided I wanted to get into making you know home movies. Mm -hmm. Got into burning my own dvds of, of the kids growing up and uh over the years i've done a little bit of filming for people i actually filmed a, a wedding for uh, somebody we went to church with one year wow uh, did it in did it in three camera angles even and oh it, my. it turned out really good yeah it was talk so about pressure a lot, of work, a lot of work that goes into video editing oh, my hats geez. off to people that um you know do it professionally i don't claim to be professional um in any stretch of the imagination but uh i've been complimented several times on how my films turned out and you know i've i've dabbled a little bit with youtube kind of thought mm -hmm. maybe i might want to try to do something with that and haven't really been able to get that going you know i've done some product reviews and stuff but trying to figure out a way to use my creativity i guess and mm -hmm. um andy and i have you know we've hunted together for oh gosh uh, I think we met in 1994, and we started wow. together just a couple of years after that. So, you know, it's been a, over the years, kind of self-filmed. He tried to film, I think he tried to film my very first archery hunt ever um, <laughs> back in like 90, gosh, 96 or 97. I was using a, a bear whitetail hunter bow oh my grandfather my. gave me. Yeah, um, wow. You know, no sights, no, no anything. I think I had a quiver, and that was it. And, um, <laughs> Gosh, I, I climbed uh, up in a tree stand. Prim a primitive. <laughs> yes, very primitive. It was almost as bad as a longbow. Um, but uh, I think I climbed up in the tree stand with black jeans and a black T-shirt on. I didn't own a sure. stitch of camouflage. Probably, and, worked, uh, probably worked just fine, really. You know, and then you didn't have to go to some sporting goods shop, spend a couple hundred bucks on an <laughs> expensive camel. Well, that, that came later once I became addicted <laughs> to the sport, but... Um, but yeah, I got my very first deer there with Andy and I'll never forget it, you know, shooting instinctive and yeah. it all happens so fast. The still comes in and I draw back and release and I hear the arrow hit her. I know I hit the steer and wow. Andy's down there and he's filming and you know, she runs off and her, this other deer comes through and then another one. And, and he's, he's telling me, he says, you missed her. And I said, no, no, I, I, I know I hit her. I heard the arrow hit her. And, he says, no. And I said, well, go over there and check the arrow. You can see it on the ground. And he goes, puts his hands in the air. He goes, oh, you were right. I was wrong. You know, there's blood everywhere. <laughs> Don't trust the videographer. <laughs> <laughs> talk talk about lucky, man. I hit that poor deer in the neck. It, it didn't oh. go far, fortunately. It, it went down really quick. But 
Wow. After that, I decided maybe it'd be a good idea to have some sights. So, um, <laughs> no, hey, we don't up, don't admit, we upgrade don't it. admit those mistakes. If she went down, that's exactly what you planned. That's yeah. what I tell everybody. I hit her right where I was aiming. <laughs> that's right. It's true that, bud. Yeah. Wow, that's a pretty cool story. When did you decide that? Hey, I want to do this. The videoing for his bear this year actually really came down to a matter of bear points. Yeah. Um, Andy and I have been talking about doing a bear hunt for mm -hmm. years, and I started talking with another fellow that I know, and we were actually kind of trying to put together a, a hunt at another friend of mine's mm -hmm. place um, up in the UP, and we were having some conversations, and um, we were going to put in, you know, for a group hunt, yeah. and the, the topic came up, well, how many points does each of us have, and and Joe, my other buddy, he only had three or four points. Oh, man. I just said, you know, I've got five. And Andy goes, I think he said he had 11. And yeah, I went, oh, my. I said, yeah. "I." Joe looked at him and goes, you've got enough for first hunt anywhere you want to go pretty much. <laughs> yeah. He says, what are, you, what are you doing talking to us? And uh, <laughs> I, I kind of told Andy, I said, you know. Us minions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to go on a bear hunt this year, and I don't really care if I'm pulling the trigger. Or pushing the record button. Yeah. And I said, I certainly don't want to drag you down because if you do a group hunt, as yeah. you probably all know, it's going to go by the guy with the lowest number of points. And yeah. So uh, he started looking around. You know, he, he stumbled on on your contact information somehow, and uh, well, the rest is history. But yeah. Um, well, as long as it wasn't on the up. wall of a of the, you know bathroom wall of some <laughs> schmucky place he someplace he didn't tell me where you got well your yeah <laughs> yeah you know i but, just you know, i'm very happy it worked out for everybody including me i mean i was i'm very very happy i was part of this whole thing yeah, and well, here we are chatting you know, about likewise it. yeah good likewise and uh you know i sent you a text uh i think day after i got home and uh, yeah just kind of thanked you for your hospitality and your professionalism. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. For the record, keep in touch, and you know, here we are talking again. So. Yeah, yeah. So for the record, I copy pasted that right to John John Jones, and he, of course, called me up right away. Boy, that's awful nice. I said, "Hey, John, your your name was in there, <laughs> whether it's good or bad." In this way, it was marvelous, and we really appreciate that. And you know, as well as I, um, in our business world whatever that might be it's nice to get a little feedback now and then a lot of times we don't it doesn't mean it's bad or good it just means we didn't get feedback and it's always nice and we appreciate that so and yeah. i pro and i promised john i didn't i didn't type that and make it up so <laughs> he questioned could, could me have, really did <laughs> no i'm a firm believer in letting people know when um when they've done something right or, or gone above and beyond i mean it's always nice to hear you know I like to hear that stuff. If mm -hmm. I've done something nice for somebody, sometimes a little bit of positive praise can oh, go a lot sure further can. than people realize. It in sure a, can. In a world that seems to be so negative. Yeah. I even, you know, we, I mean, I, all of us probably, because we're adults, uh, uh, we, we really like some positive, uh, or I should say some, yeah, some positive thoughts, but also some constructive criticism. If there was something that, you know, maybe got overlooked or whatever, and, and I, I always ask that at the beginning of the hunt, you know, I mean, we're having our little powwow or orientation and why not? It's, it's an opportunity to uh, capture something that we, you know, maybe we just uh, didn't, didn't uh, 
see it the way it was and overlooked it or something. And it doesn't happen often, but every once in a while, it's, uh, it's a way for us to uh, step up and make sure it doesn't happen next time. Yep. Yeah. Well, most of us, most of us have the nature that we want to please people. And mm-hmm. um, gosh, if you don't know what somebody likes or doesn't like, it's awful hard to do sometimes. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm the same way. You know, I'll tell somebody, hey, if I if there's something that you need me to do different, uh, like for instance, I film my son's football games. He's a varsity football player this year, and I've been filming him since he was in fourth grade. And I tell every coach every year, if the film I'm giving you isn't what you want. Tell me what you want, and I can change. Yeah, so. yeah, uh, outstanding. So, well, you have a busy family then, with everything going. Oh yeah, yeah. We're always busy. Hey, kind of to jump to the next thing. I mean, we talked about hey, when you got home, you sent me that text. Of course, you know we discussed that a little bit here, and and uh, but I reached back out to because I thought, you know, when you text me that, and I'm not, you know, it's not, not I'm not. Uh, I'm not the professor quality of English, but my wife, actually, I showed it to her because every once in a while I want to show her uh, the good, bad, and the ugly. And, uh, and that way, hey, she's my best friend and she's my confidant and everything about about that stuff. So, And I truly mean that. So I bounce stuff off her and most of the time I, I'm getting some pretty good spot-on advice that really helps me. And she said, aren't you looking for some people to help contribute some of their thoughts, some of the, you know, their professional activities out, out for your blog? And I said, yeah. I said, I have a handful. She said, gee whiz, this guy, meaning you, he's got a gift to write. And my wife, I mean, uh, her English wasn't her major in college, but, uh, but she's very gifted at it. Of course, our daughter, that was creative writing was her major from U of M. But, um, you know, you, you responded positively, and of course, you submitted some content to me, and I thought, holy smokes, this is pretty cool. You got a gift, and you really do. I think that. And my wife thought the same thing. So, you've submitted a couple of your public or your articles for publication, and they're fun reads. I've gotten some great feedback, um, and I'm hoping you're enjoying doing it. You know, Gary, I really am. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. When you first contacted me and asked me if I'd be interested in writing I thought I think my response was I've never thought of myself as a writer Mm -hmm. Um, and of course um, you know I I wasn't real strong in English I haven't taken any creative writing classes or anything like that but um, Microsoft Word and and Google Docs are great for for helping helping you out with that yeah Um, and I I think really it it comes down to timing Um, Mm -hmm. Because when you asked me, I think we were in the middle of October, and I had just not. I remember my wife sitting there across the table, and I think I had you on speakerphone that night, and she's looking at me, going, <laughs> "You know, what are you thinking? What are, are you're going to take something else on? Yeah. You just got done complaining about how um, you haven't had any time in the woods, and now yeah. you're going to write on top of everything else you're trying about, to do." And, yeah. And uh, so I think we left it at. That night I left it at, uh, I'll give it some thought and mm. I'll see, you know, maybe in December or something Yeah. after season's over, if I can put some, some pen to paper and put some thoughts down and I'll send you something. And if, if it's no good, just tell me and I'll walk away and I'll be a happy camper. Yeah. Um, but then I wound up shooting that buck 
you know, in the one mm. article, the very first article I sent you, I titled wow. The Batted Buck. It was meant and, to be. <laughs> um, I was just so pumped, so excited about that hunt and everything that happened. It was, it was one of those crazy mornings, you know, I wrote about it. I Somehow I managed to drop my phone by my truck and my hunting partner, Steve, and I, at the time during bow season, you know, we're not usually using radios, so we're yeah. texting each other and... I get to the tree stand and I don't have my phone and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, you know, here I took this extra day off from work and Steve's going to come back here looking for me. Cause he can't get a hold of me. He's going to think I fell out of my tree. Yep. It's going to ruin the hunt. You know, unfortunately that didn't happen not to give away, you know, all the details of the story, but uh, it, it just was such an amazing morning and, and so action packed that being fresh in your mind like that was like, you know, I think I can write about this. And, and you did. It's it's a, it is an amazing me, story. I, I asked, I asked how long do these articles need to be? Because I'm thinking, you know, I, yeah. I don't know if I can write, you know. And, and you're like, oh, you know, 700, 1200 words, and I yeah. mean, I hit two thousand words without breaking a sweat. And I'm thinking, <laughs> well, this is pretty easy stuff. And uh, when you're passionate you know, about something, about isn't that the case? So when you're passionate What's about that? something, that's yeah. kind of the case. I mean, it's you know, it's it's Katie bar the door, you know. It, it, the, the words just flowed, you know, and oh, they flow um, so well. I sent it to you and I, I gave the story to a couple of my close friends and had them read it. And I just told everybody, be honest with me. You're mm-hmm. not going to hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got the same responses from my, my friends, my hunting partners, like, man, I just read your story. It's like 10 o'clock at night and I'm ready to go to the woods <laughs> right now. I'm pumped and ready to hunt. You know, that was awesome. And if that's the case, so, so I thought, yeah, gosh, you know, maybe I'll give it a try. And, uh, yeah. You know, you and I have talked since then, obviously, and uh, I want to be able to produce enough material for you to yeah. to, to work something out down the road. And um, mm-hmm. I thought, well, maybe before I get too carried away just writing, you know, off the cuff, maybe I should put some, some thoughts on what I want to write about. And yeah. I thought, well, I've been hunting and fishing since I was, well, probably since I was about 15, and uh, I'm pushing 50, so I've I've got a couple years worth of material, you know, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yep. I think I've I think I'm up to like 58 or 59 titles that I've written. Oh my goodness! Just, just the titles that I'm going to write about, and I think, well, you've got two, so mm-hmm. those are no longer in draft form. Those are published. Yeah. I think I've got another seven or eight that are in draft, ready to go. Wow! Out. But you know, you're approaching that from what I've heard from other professional writers, the same way. But you're passionate about it. You're enjoying yourself, which is really important. I don't care if it's something we're really gifted at. If we're feeling miserable miserable about it, you know, we may have to step back from it or abandon the whole process. What you're doing is just what, as an example, the one guy that comes to mind is Tom Lounsbury. What a guy he is. Oh, my goodness. He bears his soul. I mean, if he's got something to say, he's going to say it. But he's very, very good at saying it. He's a, he's a true professional. He's got a background similar to yours. He really does. I mean, <laughs> very similar as you know, because I shared it with you. But Tom's going to be that guy to say, all right, what did Morgan tell you about me? And you'd say it and you'd say, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. And he would look at me like, hey, thanks for not, you know, ratting me out for other things that, you know, there's nothing that uh, he would hide from anybody because he's, he's just that consummate professional. But I'm seeing that same thing. And who am I to judge? I'm not. But I see that same quality, and I'm waiting to reach out to Tom. I really am. 
but I, I just, you know, he, uh, we're going to touch base him and I soon after the first of the year. And as you know, he had kind of a convoluted bear hunt, you know, no fault of his own and all that kind of stuff. No fault of us. It just kind of went haywire, took a, took a left turn when, when it, you know, was not supposed to do that. Um, as, as you know, he just kind of, he kept moving forward. He didn't look at this as a, uh, ending point. He looked at this as a, you know, a launching pad for his next deal in life. And he really did. So, um, but anyways, that's kind of how I look at what you're doing. Tom's got a 35 plus year professional career in writing top quality articles for a lot of publications. Yet he had not attended a college to pursue a career in journalism or anything like that. Yet he had a gift. I'm looking at uh, what you have. Again, I'm not the judge, but I'm just the uh, quiet person <laughs> trying to be. And uh, yeah, but I'm I'm appreciating it because I'm involved in this thing. It's helping out my blog. <laughs> no, but it's a little bit true that I'm looking at these things, saying, "Oh, well, this is pretty cool. This story. I mean, I'm having a fun time reading it and rereading it and rereading it again." Sometimes I'll look at it and correct a few spelling things because sometimes it just happens that way. I just want to make sure I'm that extra set of eyes. But uh, I'm finding myself just reading it from beginning to end, thinking, wow, this is cool as heck. So I'm glad you're having a fun time. Yep, I am having fun, and um, I hope that uh, the articles that I've got in draft form, uh, you know, as I send them into you, that you continue yeah. to find them yep. entertaining and in you know, worthwhile read, and, you know, like I've said before, if, uh, if there's ever anything I do send in that, you know, you think, yeah, this isn't quite for me or not really what I'm interested in, gosh, you know, don't be afraid to say so. Cause, um, I won't, I won't get better if I don't get any criticism. Yeah. Either. But, uh, I appreciate you know, one thing that, one thing that occurred to me probably just in this last couple of years, you know, the fellow that I'm hunting with now is named Steve. Um, mm-hmm he's been hunting a long time. He's just a couple of years older than I am. He's been hunting, you know, pretty much his entire life. And I guess I'm really fortunate mm-hmm. uh, for the, the places that I have hunted. I don't know. I hate to use the word gifted or talented, mm-hmm. but I, I suppose it's, it's probably the right term, but it is. God you know, gives Steve, us those. He really does. It's, Steve, it's our job really, Steve, honestly, to identify him. Yeah. Steve says things to me all the time that are like, you know, gosh, I'm learning so much hunting with you. You know, I've hunted with my family and my brothers and my brother all these years. And I have all the years I've hunted mm-hmm. with them. I haven't learned anywhere near what I've learned just hunting with you for a couple of years. And I guess when I think about the writing, mm-hmm. some of the articles that I, I plan to write and a couple I already have mm-hmm. written, um, you know, they're not just necessarily stories about what I did but how I did it, mm-hmm. uh, the tools I used, you know, for instance, I wrote one the other day and, um, I titled it grunt, my grunt call, the secret to my success, because <laughs> I've hunted so many properties that if I hadn't had a grunt call, I wouldn't have got the deer I got. Wow. Um, you know, I've had to bring, I have brought more deer to me and, and harvested them successfully because of a grunt call. Mm-hmm. than deer I've shot just because I happen to be sitting in the right place. Uh, I have worked for a lot of my deer. Yeah, but but that's 
That's what, and it's amazing. And you, you know, it's that's amazing what pe- how many people don't know. Yeah, you know, that a grunt call is used that way. And people really enjoy reading an article, listening to somebody speak, whatever it may be, communicate that resonates with them, and say, "God, if I'd have only done this instead of you know." We do five things wrong. It's just five things that we're closer to doing it right. It really is so yep. many ways. So somebody's got it figured out and is willing to share it, you, and write about it. For those people that want to read it, and there's a ton of people that really appreciate that, that's that's a pretty cool thing for us hunters because, especially bow hunters, I don't want to call us selfish people, but we are. And we've been given that title before because we we hunt alone we don't want to be around anybody kind of yeah we may hunt with a guy heading up north and he goes his way or she goes her way and you go yours but we are selfish people and we want to be out in the woods all by ourselves we don't want to be bugged by anybody walking into our hunting spot but that's inherently the nature of the beast so to speak no pun intended but for someone that has had some success and we all have you have too to share that with people, and I think, too, is have a gift to be able to communicate that effectively through writings. That's a pretty neat thing for a lot of people to say, man, I really like this this, this Bob Weller and his articles, and really appreciate that. And there's a lot of people out there that uh, share and share well, the Tom Longsberries and others, and that's a uh, that's a wonderful thing for a lot of people. Well, you know, I learned a lot about hunting by reading articles too. You know, yeah. I didn't I didn't just go out in the wood with, woods with my bow and figure it out. Um, I had actually my friend Andy was a mentor of mine early on. He had more experience than I, and neat. You know, I looked up to him and you know read a lot of magazine articles and yeah. Um, you know, now I'm at the point in my life, like I said, you know, getting close to fifty, and I'm. To the point I want to give back. You know, Good. I started teaching hunter safety classes this year. Wow, and, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, now writing these articles, it's it's just a it's a vessel for me to yeah share with people because you know it's hard to figure out who who wants to hear and who doesn't want to hear what you have to say in this world. And yeah, um, this is an awesome uh, awesome way for me to you know um, share with an audience mm-hmm. that wants to hear it. Yeah. And you'd be surprised, maybe not, maybe you'd, you'd probably dial in just as I have on this next kind of a statistic. I'll see what I get on the statistical side of things, the analytics. I kind of watch that because I was coached on how to read those analytics on our podcasts, on our articles, etc. So I know what topics, what content people are really appreciating and really focusing on and what po- podcasts or topics that people are writing about that would be not of huge interest. It might have been a huge interest for that really small portion of the population, but uh, there's a lot of people that dial in that I don't even I see where it came from because you can't hide, you know. Um, and I thought, well, they never even pressed the like button. <laughs> Gary, that like button really is just feedback for you. It taps you on the back or whatever. But there's a lot of people that uh, really dial into a lot of these podcasts, a lot of these articles that, uh, you know, it's obvious to me that there is a real need for that. Still is. It's changed. We know that uh, a lot of people don't pick up a newspaper 
and quite a few people might not pick up a magazine like they once did, although a lot of people are saying, hey, I like having that magazine in my hands. I like opening up the pages. I like setting it down and picking it up the next day. However, it's really the content of what's inside that that uh, drives the force and drives the desire. And I'm hoping that's what happens with the blog site, and I'm seeing the analytics. I really am and seeing that uh, people are really picking up on your articles, articles from others too, and really appreciating it. And it gives me a, some positive feedback, and what we're doing is uh, is catching on for people and, and giving them a, a desire to keep reading, and that's kind of what it's all about. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I know those those analytics can be kind of nerve-wracking to look at. I <laughs> I look at them on my YouTube videos that I've posted, and gosh, you, you see a video that says it's got, you know, 1.2 thousand views, and you get all excited, and you go look at the analytics, and <laughs> you find out that 70% of them stop watching after the first 30 seconds, and it, it just crushes you, you know? You're like, it, it I put all this time yeah. into this, and these people aren't even getting to the best part. <laughs> exactly, but, exactly. Yeah, you know, that's how you learn, though, of what, you know, what people want to see. and It is. Well, hey, Bob, I really appreciate all that you've done to uh, to help us out on our blog site. I appreciate getting to know you. That That's most important. And uh, you didn't come as a hunter. You came as a companion, but uh, you accompanied your buddy Andy until you couldn't that day when we put him in a, in a ladder stand that it could only accommodate one. But you bought out very graciously. And, and But at the same time, you were looking to uh, head out of camp and head back home. You had a family thing going, and but you said to your wife, "Hey, I got to stick around to see if Andy shoots one or not." Tags out, and he did, and you were part of that, and that was a special time. It really was, and it was a pretty neat uh, uh, cap to a to a nice hunt. It really was. And then, then the other gentleman that was in camp also, he came back because I offer people to do that, and uh, he had a he had a neat neat uh, experience too. I mean, he didn't tag out. He he uh, stuck one, and we just couldn't find it. We had a tracking dog and everything, but uh, boy, he kind of turned turned 180 degrees on this whole thing. And he just looked at me and said, "Man, I just I shortchanged myself. My thought processes when I was here the first time. This has been a really good hunt. So, and it's all perspective. You know, it's how we look at things." Well, I'm glad to hear that he came away on a positive note. Um, huge, huge. I remember right, his name was Dave. Yes. Yeah, he was a nice guy. Um, it's too bad that uh, you know, he didn't find his bear, but uh, I'm really it. glad to hear that he that he enjoyed it. I actually sent him a link to the video I made for Andy, and oh, neat. he complimented me too that he yeah. thought it was a nice video. So yeah, he looked yeah. at he looked at this whole thing I think a little differently behind or beyond I should say just his own little world. He looked at it about what you guys had gone through, your experience, and then again, what was going on with him. And then when he came back and the whole thing kind of took him and, and wrapped its arms around him and said, hey, look at look at what happened. I mean, you take out what you put in, put in positivity, and you're going to get that back out. And I think it really shined on him that way. So that was a good thing. And he's become a friend. And we reach out to each other probably once a week. And uh, and so if he's got something to report back to me, he had a good, good deer season and that was pretty neat to see that. So, but back to you. Um, I'm looking at our time, and you know we're kind of in the evening. But uh, this was a neat podcast, and I really appreciate that because I'm going to post that yet 
uh, this week. And this will give people an opportunity to uh, hear the conversation between you and I and what's kind of the driving force in your heart and mind behind some of the articles that you're writing. And I think this is a great way to uh, kind of introduce you, the person, not just the hunter, but the person behind your thoughts that are going into a piece of paper, we'll call it, but certainly on a blog. And, uh, and people are already enjoying that despite not having heard the podcast. So I'm looking forward to getting this uploaded. Yeah. I appreciate the time and, uh, you know, the confidence that you've instilled in me, um, like I said, you know, in the text I sent you, it's it's rare that I meet people in this world that really come across as exceptional anymore. And um, I really do consider you to be one of those people. Um, well, I'm thank really you. glad that it worked out. Uh, I'm really, really glad it worked that. out. I met you. And uh, I think that this Reci- is the start of a, a really good relationship. So, you bet. Um, it's reciprocating yeah, look, on my end. I look forward end. to see where it goes. You betcha. Absolutely. Amen to that. Yeah. Well, thanks. You have a Nice evening. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule because I know we all have family issues, uh, professional issues with our jobs, and just other things that uh, tug at us all the time. And you took the time out and you shared uh, with everybody else on this whole thing. So for that, may may uh, may we all be blessed on this and, and uh, enjoy each other's uh, company on our blog, if nothing else. Sounds good, Gary. I appreciate the call. All right. Thanks, Bob. You take care and have a nice evening. All right. You too. Bye-bye. This week's podcast brought to you by Bourbon Creek Gun Dogs and Guides, Northern Michigan's finest upland bird put-and-take preserve. Our private lands have been carefully groomed to give you a blue ribbon experience. Bring your dog or have our guides bring their expertly trained German short hair for a fun-filled day. At your request, we also guide on other properties. We are located in the heart of Michigan's elk country. Find us at bourboncreekgundogs.com or on Facebook or give us a call at 989-858-6799 to book your next upland bird hunting experience. And also brought to you by True North Arrows, traditional archery's best eco-friendly arrow making products for first-time arrow makers to professional aerosmiths. Also producing wooden carbon arrows for hunting in 3D ranges. You can see all of True North Arrows products at www.truenorthearrows.com. And with that, we conclude another podcast episode with Wild Game Dynasty. Thanks for listening. And be sure to subscribe in your podcast app to receive notifications on future podcasts. Also, please head on over and check out our Facebook page. Be sure to like and follow it to stay up to date on highlights from our clients, turkey, bear, and white-tailed deer hunts. Until next time, guys, stay safe. Enjoy the great outdoors and happy hunting.